0: Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you, and it is Monday, game day. Yes, we are on game day, Giants versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers tonight at MetLife Stadium. Kickoff is at 820. I will be there. I will be bringing you updates, post-game information. And of course, we will have a breakdown of that game on Tuesday, Joe. So make sure you are tuned in tomorrow as well as the rest of the week when we have additional content for you here on the Locked on Giants podcast. And to get you ready for tonight's game, I want to talk about five storylines to watch, and I'm going to break each one down over the next three segments. So let's kick it off with the GOAT. That's right. Tom Brady uh, returns to MetLife Stadium. Here it was. The Giants thought that they had maybe seen the last of Tom Brady last year when they faced him. And of course, Brady goes and signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And here he is again coming in and, you know, he's going to face the Giants. No Eli Manning in this one, obviously, but it doesn't matter because Brady is 4-1, and one, um, including a 1-0 and o mark against Daniel Jones in the regular season. Now, obviously, we all know the Giants have gotten the better of the New England Patriots and Tom Brady in the two Super Bowls um, when they beat, beat Brady and the Patriots uh, twice. So... You know, those games, unfortunately, you can kind of throw out the door because different set of circumstances. But let's look at the five regular season games that Brady has played against the Giants. He is 125 out of 195 on pass attempts for 1,478 yards, six touchdowns and four interceptions. And he's been sacked 11 times. So... What's the key to the Giants and in, in stopping Brady, or at least trying to slow him down? Is I don't think you can really stop him. Well, the key obviously is to take a page out of those Super Bowl victories, where the Giants' defense went after him relentlessly. They hit him, they put him on the on the ground, they got him off his mark, they made him uncomfortable, they made him look like just an ordinary guy instead of the goat. And um, not surprisingly, that philosophy still holds true this year because Brady, according to Pro Football Focus, has completed 42.9% of his pass attempts when under pressure versus 70.8% when not pressured. And uh, if you need another reason to be hopeful that the Giants might be able to get to Brady, consider this. They are aiming for their eighth consecutive game with at least two sacks. And the Giants have 18 sacks through week seven of the NFL season, which ties them for eighth in the NFL. And for what it's worth, you know, the sacks have resulted in some turnovers, you know, so um the Giants have had uh, three straight games with an interception that generated by the defensive pass rush. So guess what, folks? I mean, you, you get... Brady off of his mark, and you have a fighting chance to maybe uh, keep that that offense, which has scored 83 points in the last two games, under something of a control. All right, storyline number two the debut of rookie offensive guard Shane Lemieux. Now we all know Will Hernandez, the left guard is on the COVID-19 list. He will not play Monday night. He may not play next week when the Giants visit Washington, but you know, we'll get to that later in the week. But uh, Shane Lemieux, um, all signs are pointing to him as being the starting left guard. And that of course means that Lemieux Be lining up next to a struggling Andrew Thomas at left tackle. Keep an eye on that left side of the offensive line. That's something I'm certainly interested in seeing how they pan out and work together. You know, Shane Lemieux, he's been compared by some uh, to be a young, rich cyber, you know, a little. It, for lack of a better term, like a little bulldog in there, a guy with a nasty disposition who who just bites and scratches and claws his way at you. Um, offensive line coach Mark Colombo had said earlier in, uh, last week he had m- made the comment that uh, that Lemieux played initially out of control, you know, with, with some things, and he's been working and making progress. Head coach Joe Judge has said that, uh, that Lemieux will get some snaps up until now. He hasn't gotten snaps with the offensive line. The extent of his snaps have been at fullback or as blocking tight end. So it's going to be interesting to see what he brings to the table in place of Will Hernandez and how well he communicates with Andrew Thomas, especially on stunts, which that left side of the line has just had all kinds of problems picking up. I, the Bucks' defense really doesn't stunt that much, but I'm curious to see if they maybe throw a few in there, knowing that they've got two rookies they're going against on that side of the line. And by the way, well, actually, we'll talk about this in the next segment, but uh, that side of the line is going to be facing an old familiar friend. So on that uh No, let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll continue talking about the storylines and that old familiar friend that's coming back to face the Giants left side of the line and the team in general. So stay with us. This football season will be different. And Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. So be sure to pick up a nice cool Pepsi to enjoy while you watch Giants football. And don't forget, check out madeforfootballwatching.com for the latest football watching content exclusively from Pepsi. Hey, New York Giant fans, this is Patricia Trainer, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. And I'm here to tell you a little bit about my new book, The Big 50, New York Giants, the men and moments that made the New York Giants. This book is a comprehensive collection of stories and events highlighting some of the most memorable moments in the New York Giants franchise history, including unforgettable moments like the four Super Bowls, the Eli Manning trade, the greatest game ever played, the transformation of head coach Bill Parcells, Lawrence Taylor, Harry Carson, and so many more. The book also takes you behind the scenes on some of the franchise's changing moments, such as the fumble, the passings of Willington Mara and Bob Tisch, the final farewell of the old Giants stadium, and so much more. Featuring 50 chapters and over 300 pages of rich storytelling and detail complete with loads of photos, this paperback will transport you back in time to the memories as they unfolded and give you a look behind the scenes at some of the men who made them happen. With a foreword written by former general manager Ernie Accorsi, the Big 50 New York Giants is a must-have for every New York Giants fan. So be sure to pick up your copy today at Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, or wherever else books are sold. And thank you for your support. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked On Giants. Patricia Trina here with you, and it is game day, November 2nd, 2020. Giants, Tampa Bay, tonight at MetLife Stadium. And we are running down some of the top storylines of the game ahead of the game, actually. And in the last segment, I mentioned the return of a familiar face. And it's not really a familiar face to the left side of the Giants offensive line because they never played with the guy, But Giant fans know him. Uh, Some of the the, uh, administration, you know, Dave Gettleman obviously was here when when this player was here, Uh, ownership and whatnot. Sterling Shepherd, I believe, was a teammate of his. He is, of course, Jason Pierre-Paul. JPP makes his return to MetLife Stadium. It's his second time actually playing at MetLife Stadium. Now, JPP was not uh, playing against the Giants last year when the Giants went to Tampa Bay and beat the Bucks down in Tampa Bay. It was Daniel Jones's starting debut as an NFL quarterback. But JPP, who um, as everybody knows, had that fireworks accident, that permanently damaged his right hand. He has also had a neck issue, which caused him to miss last year's game against the Giants. I think he also, in the first meeting against the Giants a few years ago, he had a, um, I believe, a meniscus injury or an MCL injury, something with one of his knees. So he wasn't fully healthy. Well, guess what, folks? He is healthy for this game. And he's having a pretty good season, I might add. He's got five and a half sacks which is third in the NFL. And he's motivated. He told reporters, uh, I keep saying this week, last week uh, on Friday, he told reporters that he was looking forward to this game. And um, just, you know, saying, quote, this game's definitely means something special to me. I'm fully healed and I'm ready to go. I'm trying to see what I can do. I already know what I'm going to do, but I want to see what I can do on end of quote. Uh, Pierre Paul, you know, he's always been an interesting type of cat. Um, He'll say one thing and then he'll kind of say, Oh, just kidding, you know, kind of with a wink, but you kind of know he's not really kidding. So, you know, he, he spoke about, you know, how the giants made a mistake And, you know, he knew that he wasn't washed up and finished and he's just kind of determined to show the Giants that they made a mistake in getting rid of him. You know, he was traded. Uh, The Giants got a third round pick and I believe a fourth round pick. And at the time, you know, the the, the trade made all kinds of sense because of the contract and, you know, the Giants amongst those picks. I believe they got Kyle Lalletta, who, you know, is not on the team, obviously, anymore. And BJ Hill with the third round pick. BJ Hill had a promising rookie season, but it's kind of faded into, you know, into, uh, into the background, um, failing to match his rookie season where he had five and a half sacks. So, um, So yeah, JPP is coming back, he's motivated, and he's going to face that left side of the Giants uh, offensive line, rookies Andrew Thomas and Shane Lemieux, who again is projected to be the starter on that left side. And we'll see what he does. You know, I mean, the last time JPP faced the Giants, I think he had something like one and a half sacks. Um, and i and i want to say maybe two quarterback hits if i remember correctly in that first game so um yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be uh a very very interesting battle and one that i think could ultimately help decide the game uh, this next point i haven't really um mentioned it per se as one of my storylines but i'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there because you know, it, it's of interest to me. and that is the Giants are planning to wear their uh, throwback uniforms from the nineteen ninety Super Bowl season. This year is the thirtieth anniversary of that Super Bowl championship team. So the Giants will be breaking out those threads, which means, you know, they'll be an all white. They'll have, um, instead of the NY on the side of the helmet, they're going to have giants on the side of the helmet. Those uniforms are really, really nice. I always like those uniforms. I haven't, you know, the, the giants have tweaked their uniforms throughout the years and I haven't really been crazy about them, but these I really, really like. And, you know, I just hope for the sake of the Giants, there's some magic left in those threads because they're going to need all they can get against a very, very difficult Tampa Bay team. All right, Giant fans, stay with us. When we come back, more storylines ahead of the Giants kickoff tonight, Monday Night Football against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Have you tried the all new and improved Bilt Bar? If not, you're missing out on one of the industry's healthiest and tastiest snack treats that's loaded with protein and low on sugar. With 18 different flavors, including nut and non-nut variety, you'll enjoy healthy snacks covered in 100% chocolate that's soft and easy to chew, and most importantly, great for the health conscious. Built Bars are great for folks on the keto diet and include protein and fiber nutrients you need without the exorbitant calories. And use the code LockedOn at checkout to save ten dollars off your next purchase. Visit BuiltBar.com to check out their amazing offering of flavors and put your customized box together. And don't forget, use the code LockedOn at checkout to save ten dollars off your order. That's BuiltBar.com. Welcome back, Giant fans, to segment three of Locked on Giants. Patricia Trainer here with you, and we're running down some of the pregame storylines ahead of the Giants-Buccaneers Monday night football matchup tonight, 8.20 p.m. kickoff at MetLife Stadium. A couple of other storylines just worth mentioning. The first one is going to be who's running the ball? Now, the Giants have declared running back Devonta Freeman, who has an ankle injury, out of tonight's game, which should mean a starting role for fourth-year man Wayne Gallman. Uh, But, of course, Joe Judge, in trying to keep the opponent guessing, said that all the running backs are going to see, you know, touches. And that would include, of course, Gallman, Deion Lewis, fullback Eli Penny. And I wouldn't be surprised if they elevate Alfred Morris, from the practice squad. I mean, they're going to want to have some depth at that position just in case somebody gets nicked up. But, um, you know, the the Giants running game, if you look at the numbers and you hadn't watched the games, you'd say, oh, the Giants have been running the ball well in three of the last four games um, in which they've rushed for 130 yards in that that span. But the problem is is most of those yards have come from Daniel Jones. He's been the leader in those three games where they rush rushed for at least 130 yards. And usually, you know, he has a, a big chunk yardage run, which inflates the numbers. So you can't really look at the, the rankings and say, oh, the Giants running game is perking up. You know, they've got a chance there. What the Giants really need to do in their running game is they need to grind out some of the tough yardage Um, And if they could do that, maybe, just maybe they can control the clock and keep Tom Brady and friends on the sideline and who knows, maybe even wear out that Bucs defense. Now, I find it kind of interesting because, you know, we look at the weather report um, for for football games and typically Florida teams are used to the heat because, you know, it's hot down in Florida and, and year round and they're used to it. And sometimes, when Florida teams or warm weather teams in general come north, and it's not as warm as it's not expected to be tonight, I think tonight the temperatures are going to hover around the high thirties, low forties. Um, it can sometimes be a little bit of a, a of a shock to them. But that being said, you know, I I don't think the weather is going to be that much of a factor. In, in this game, but just something worth noting, because sometimes players, like I said, who, who spend most of their time down in the warm weather cities, they come up and they're like, you know, they, they let the weather sometimes infiltrate their game. And I don't think, again, that'll be a problem, but we'll see. All right, last storyline I want to mention. And this is something that kind of got pushed to the back of the, the, the bus, so to speak. And I think it's worth mentioning because I don't know if, if, if this, this chapter is really closed, but is there going to be some sort of on-field punishment coming for the partygoers, as I call them. And that, of course, I'm referring to Daniel Jones, Sterling Shepard, all the players who were vi- caught on videotape a week ago without masks, without social distancing. Now, to be fair to those guys, we only saw a few seconds of the video. We don't know what they did in between, you know, uh, takes, if you will, uh, of that video. With that said, I would not be surprised if those guys got fined for their actions. You know, Daniel Jones, even though he tried to politely defer questions uh, regarding the video, did say he had a, a, a mask with him, He, you know, and then he knows he has to wear it. So, you know, you could read into that what you want to, but here's the thing, folks. Andrew Thomas was, was benched for a quarter as well as fine after missing a team meeting or being late to a team meeting, a mistake that head coach Joe Judge characterized as being an honest mistake, not meant to, you know, nothing that was meant with any kind of maliciousness or whatever. So if it was an honest mistake, and Thomas got knocked down for, for a quarter, what does that mean for a group of players who made the decision not to wear a mask, allegedly? And, you know, what kind of penalty are they looking at? Is it just going to be monetary? Is Judge going to say, okay, you know what, Daniel Sterling and whoever else was involved in that, that incident, y'all are going to sit for one quarter of, of, of you know, the first quarter, or or you're going to sit for one series, you know, as punishment. I don't know the answer to that, but that's certainly something that ke- that I think you know we need to keep an eye on. It would not surprise me, because look, if Joe Judge is going to be consistent in how he addresses the team and the message he sends to the locker room, I just don't see how you can fine and and bench Andrew Thomas for being late with team meeting on what was you know, by what you're claiming to be an honest mistake, whereas your star players made a conscious decision that turned out to be a mistake for which they got caught doing. I just don't see how you don't take some time out of their game, even if it's just for a series. Again, I'm not I'm not advocating an entire quarter, you know, I, I, although, you know, again, there's a matter of of, of being fair, but you know, it's just going to be interesting because I think this is something that a lot of people aren't talking about, and it's something that you know bears keeping an eye on what judge does because it could send a message either way to the locker room regarding consistency and breaking the rules not just team rules, but in this case league rules that have been put in place. All right, Giant fans, that'll do it for this edition of Locked on Giants. I want to thank you, as always, for tuning in. Don't forget to check in with us tomorrow. We'll have a complete wrap up and reaction of the Giants and Bucks game. Hopefully it'll be a happy one, but uh, we'll have to see. Obviously, you know how the Giants have been of late. So until then, enjoy the game and we'll talk to you tomorrow.